0: twenty-four. Lieutenant Fitzgerald had just been murdered by unknown assailants. That's
1: all. Rolls and quit.
0: 30,000 gallons should be provided to Los Angeles during fiscal period. Los Angeles is but one of many great cities and counties in Southern California and Arizona where Rio Grande cracked gasoline is the official motor fuel. In these places the police cars, fire engines and other emergency equipment devoted to the protection of your life and property are powered with Rio Grande cracked. If you are a motorist, This article should convey something of real importance to you, because you too can get this police performance for your car. The crack used by these cities and counties is the same identical gasoline you can buy at any Rio Grande service station at no extra cost. we are pleased to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department Chief
1: Davis.
0: Good evening friends every so often too often for the peace of our citizens and the dignity and respect to its peacetime army an enemy of society kills a policeman and gets away with it but does not escape his punishment forever in the Canadian Northwest The mounted police have built up a reputation respected throughout the world for always getting their man. This is true of practically every police department in the United States. For although we do not have one concentrated force which is given credit for its unfailing efficiency, there is a code among policemen made necessary by the attacks upon them by uninformed citizens and the underworld which makes them act as one, across the face of the earth, to track down and bring to justice the killer of a policeman. I have chosen tonight to bring you the story of little Phil Algren, who murdered a policeman in cold blood and thought he could get away with it. The Cure Police Department relentlessly sought him out, reached out across what was then the border of an unfriendly country, and through a series of fascinating yet discouraging escapades finally brought him back. Perhaps few cases in the annals of the police department reveal as clearly as does this one the problems which daily face the police department. Professor Lindsley will now go on with the story. <laughs> On June 18, 1921, Detectives Fitzgerald and O'Brien make a raid on the house of a man named Farley, and round up seven characters wanted on charges ranging from possession of narcotics to Grand larceny. During the raid, they also confiscate numerous bottles of dope. After booking the prisoners, the Detectives, accompanied by Eddie Dalton, special agent for a downtown bank return to the Farley home to make a search for further evidence. Further evidence. All right, Tom, I guess Mrs. Farley hasn't skipped out. You know, Tom, I think you should have taken her in, too. Oh, she's all right. She is not mixed up in any of this. Well, you can't be sure. Oh, it's a nice trick, indeed. Look at locking up a woman with a small child. Well, of course, I don't want to be inhuman, Chris, but it seems. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Farley. We've come back. Where's my husband? Is he all right? Is he safe? He's safe enough, Mrs. Farley. He's not going to get away from the place. he is now. We want to look around a little bit more, man. May we come in? Well,
1: I don't know. That is. There's
0: somebody in there. No, no, I'm alone. Somebody, Mrs. Farley. We're coming but in. You can't. You. Oh, look there. No, you don't stop where you are. Or I'll let you have it. Yeah, what does it matter? I don't think it's hurry to get away. You want to talk to you? Where who are you? are you? You know who we are. Police officers. What's your name? don't know. you You're lying. It's Madrano. This is another bird we've been looking for for some time, Eddie. You guys aren't doing bad today. No, sometimes we have lucky days, and this is one of them. You're under arrest, Medrano. But what for? I have done nothing. You've done enough for our purposes. But you cannot do this. Sit down, Medrano. Take it easy. Get down. Keep an eye on him, Eddie. Okay. Come on, Tom. Let's look in this cabinet here. Maybe we can find some more junk. Okay. Well, there's nothing on these shelves. What's up there on that top shelf. Oh, I can't reach it. Wait a minute. Put on this drawer. There, that's more like it. Find anything? Yeah. Say, here's a couple of bottles of... I'd better get to that drawer before Mrs. Farley gets... There. Here, where you are. I'll answer.
1: Peter, Peter, look out! Shut up, you old... Hey, what's he
0: hollering about? I don't know. Keep him quiet till I find out who this is. What's the matter, Eddie? Fitz entered the door. There was a shot and he ran outside. come on. Somebody over there was a at that door. Oh, it's Fitz. Oh, What's the matter, Fitz? He's out. Oh, done. Call an ambulance quick, Eddie. He's hurt bad. Oh. Fitzgerald is rushed to the hospital and submitted to an emergency operation for the removal of the bandage bullets from his liver, but he never rallied, and in a few hours he is dead. Outraged by the death of their comrades in arms, Tom O'Brien and Chief of Police, Lewis Oak question the suspects taken in the raid earlier in the day. They deny any knowledge of the identity of Fitzgerald's player. The officers are despairing as the last of the suspects shows no sign of breaking. Come on now, Taylor. You know who did this job. I do not know a thing. Well, we'll question you until you drop. we will never give you any rest. And it won't do you no good. How do I know who croaked this Might have been anybody. Yes, it might, but it wasn't. And you know who did it. At least you've got a mighty good suspicion. Even if I have, I wouldn't tell you guys. Now listen, Taylor. its isn't going to do you any harm to help us. One of our best friends has just been killed. And we intend to find out who did it. it ain't none of my affair. Yeah, but we've got to get a lead. Now you're not putting yourself on the spot if you give us a hunch. Tell us something, anything. Well, I think maybe the guy you want is out on parole. Out on parole? What else? Listen, that's all you're going to get out of me. Thanks, Taylor. That's all we need. Come, get Langham, the state patrol officer, down here. Put Langham, the state patrol officer, down here. But it's 2 a.m., Walter, Chief. I don't care what time it is. Get him out of bed. And get him down here as soon as possible. <laughs> Routed out of bed, the state parole officer rushes to the chief's office, bringing with him a mug book containing pictures of all parole prisoners. He folks calls Medrano into his office and placing the mug book on his lap, turns it slowly page by page as a circle of hawk-eyed detectives watch the criminal's face for the slightest change of expression. Now look carefully, Medrano. Is this the man that shot Fitzgerald? No. Is this him? Is this him? No. How about this one? That on, but let up on me. I don't know who this is. this the man who's got to kill? No. Is this the man who's got to kill? No. Is this the guy? <laughs> no. I tell you, I don't know who did is. Okay, Madrano. Take him back to the cell, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Come on, my did you see him did you see him jump when I showed him that picture yeah there's no doubt about it Chief. he gave himself away okay here's that man let's see Phil Aldwin alias little Phil alias Arizona Phil Phil Phil. say he yelled something like that just before Fitz opened the door like he wanted to warn the guy he said feeling feeling yeah this is the guy right. and say get this he has an insignia, Arizona Phil, tattooed on his left arm. Boys, I'm going to track down this man if it takes me the rest of my life. Chief Oak proceeds to make good his oath. His work comprises one of the most fascinating stories in the records of the police manhunt. Travels over 9,000 miles. A dragon net is thrown around Little Phil's hangout. His picture is broadsided all over the city and to every police department in the United States. But Little Phil disappears, leaving the leaving behind him but one sign characteristic of the braggadocia of the community's Mexican killer. The Mexican killer. Anything do? Yeah. Anything new on Little Hill? No. I've got all the men I can working on him, but he seems to have disappeared the thin air. I just got a note from him. He did. Yeah. Listen to this. I'm telling you the truth. That I shot Detective Fitzgerald. Shot Detective Fitzgerald. But don't hunt me anymore because my life is worthless. If you keep on hunting me, I'll kill all the officers and I'll be gone. I'm hiding somewhere in town. But you'd never find me. If you do find my hiding place, your men would be killed at once for my pals. And it's has for my pals. And it's signed, Little Phil. Oh, that's just a nut matter. No, it isn't, Tom. I checked the handwriting. Little Phil, all right. He's got a lot of nerve after you have to come and get him. And that's just what we're going to do. That's just what we're going to do. <laughs> But Pete Oak's emphatic prophecy does not come true. And although police vigilance never relaxes, police vigilance never relaxes, months drag on and no trace of Little Zilalgwen is discovered. When is it when is discovered. Outside the main ring of a circus, playing in a small town in Idaho, two clowns are arguing just before they go on with their act. Now, and Dallas, if you treat me up again on the run-in, you'll get what's coming to you. Ah, what's eating of It gets just a laugh, doesn't it? i not saying anymore, I warn you. I've done. Three shadowy figures wade across the Rio Grande River, two miles south of El Paso. Silently, they slink behind the kills of the El Paso brickyard, and crouch near the paymaster's office. Then, as the sound of an automobile is heard, they stiffen with suppressed excitement. If he comes now, you cover the driver, Jose. See? You hammer the nails into his tires, Manuel. Yes. I will get the money out of the back of the car. You all set? Bueno, compadre. Okay. Get out there on the road. Come on. What is this? Uh, shut up. You want to keep the health? There uh, goes the first one, amigo. Bueno. These damn doors stuck. Uh, there we are. Uh, you are thoughtful, my friend. I see. you have brought all the money. Huh? You can't do this. Shut up! We're doing it, ain't we? <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> we can't get far with the two flat
1: tires. Come on, amigos. Adios, señor.
0: But this time, the wily Phil was so careless has to leave a fingerprint on the door of the automobile. El Paso police identify the robber as Little Phil Aldwin and inform Chief Oaks of his suspected whereabouts in Juarez. The chief leaves immediately for El Paso after instructing the Mexican police to place Mexican detectives on the killer's trail. Upon Chief Oaks' arrival in El Paso, it is decided to have Aldwin arrested by the Mexican police and turned over to the American officers on the International Bridge. Deep Oaks accompanies the Mexican detective to a cantina frequented by Algwin to witness the arrest. Algwin, you are under arrest. What for? Veteranship. (laughs) Veteranship? That's a good one. You think I'm not? Who's the green go with you? That is of no matter. Will you come peaceably or will I have to handcuff you? Oh, I'll come peaceably. Let's go. What's the idea of the car? We can walk to the jail. I'll prepare that we ride. <laughs> okay, pal. Your green friend riding with you? Uh, I thought so. Well, let's go. You don't think you'll get me across the bridge, do you? I do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, of course you don't. Well... It looks like this is the end of the ride. What do you mean?
1: What is the matter?
0: Where are you taking this man? He is under arrest. But the jail is that way, not the way you are going. This man is my prisoner, Captain. He's wanted in Los Angeles for murder. I intend to take him back there. I regret very much, Senor, but you cannot do that. This man is a citizen. You cannot take him out of the country without the proper papers from your government in Washington. If the American government doesn't recognize the present government in Mexico, and I couldn't get excavation papers. That, Senor, is not my problem. It is yours. Come on, Felipe. You are not under the U.S.
1: What did I tell you guys? You can't touch me. Undiscouraged
0: by this unexpected turn of events. Chief Oak spends weeks tracing Till Algwin's first late. At last, he establishes it as Moroncy, Arizona, and obtains copies of the killer's birth certificate. Now he must attempt to get Algwin deported from Mexico as an undesirable alien. But obstacle after obstacle is encountered at every turn. Finally, Chief Oak calls in Sam Drebby, World War hero and famous soldier of fortune, the one man in El Paso who knows the border best. Well, the way I see it, your problem is to get Phil across the river. Yeah, and what a problem. Well, there's some way to pull it. I can't get any cooperation with the officials on the other side. You never can. They don't know who their boss is from one day to the next, the way the government changes. But there must be a way. Now, let me think. I got it. What is it? Did you know that Phil was over on this side some time ago and tried to get Doc Isaac to remove a tattoo mark from his arm? No. And it's a fact. Doc said he'd get cold feet. When it came to his and refused to do the job. Now, there's your angle. How do you mean? Well, Phil seems mighty anxious to get that tattoo off his arm. Well, I think he was. That's the best identification mark he has. Okay. Let's set up a tattoo removing business and worries. Hey, What the devil are you talking about? It's simple. Now, I've got a pal in town that looks like a doctor. His name's Kelly, and he's really one of the toughest fighting Irishmen you'd want to meet up with. Now... We'll send Kenny over to the other side with some tools to set up a business as a tattoo remover, and then we'll get word around about to Phil that Kelly's just the man to take off that mark. And when he's got a little dope shot into him, uh, supposedly to ease the pain, there'll be a sense to get him in a car and across the bridge. Well, it's worth a try. I'm going to take that little monkey back to Los Angeles with me, and I don't care much how I do it. The trap is laid and little Phil falls for the bait. He instructs Dr. Kelly to come to his room to remove the tattoo. When Kelly enters the building, Drebben, Keith Oak, and the El Paso chief detective, Claude Smith, are awaiting outside for Kelly's signal to come and get the killer. But Kelly, when he enters Phil's room, encounters unfortunate difficulties in the person of Bill's dusty-eyed sweetheart, Carmen Cita.
1: Hello, Doc.
0: All <laughs> set for the operation? Yep, I've got all the stuff right here. It's Carmen Cita, Doc.
1: <laughs>
0: My little ball of fire. <laughs> Charm, Senorita.
1: Thank you, Senor Dr. I am happy to meet you.
0: Now, Bill, if the young lady of partners we can get started.
1: What do you mean?
0: You must wait outside until I'm through.
1: Oh, no, no, it is impossible. I must leave my little when you have his button taken off.
0: I can't work with anyone present.
1: Oh, this thing, no. We lose time peace, should work better, no? Ah, let us say dark.
0: What's the odds? Well, I'm afraid I can't do a good job with anybody here. Ah, oh, it's okay. All right, if you say so. It's going to hurt you, Phil. I don't mind. You don't know. It will be necessary to remove several layers of the epidermis. Well, I don't care what to remove, Doc, so long as you take that damn mark off of me. I think I'd better give you a local anesthetic so it won't hurt so much. Okay, just as we say, Doc. I have it right here. Now, all you feel is the jab of the needle. Oh. Oh, you don't feel anything as the novocaine goes in, do you? No. You feel okay now, Doc. I think you either. What's the matter with you? I?
1: Nothing is the matter with me look at you.
0: you are pale and your eyes are feverish.
1: I feel nothing.
0: Perhaps watching the injections made you faint.
1: Why, no, why... Be
0: careful. You're unsteady on your feet.
1: But, doctor...
0: Sit down here. Yes. I know all the symptoms. You're really ill. Well,
1: I was all right a minute ago. But
0: you're not now.
1: Well, no, I guess I do feel a little dizzy.
0: Here, take your side for medicine. That'll make you feel better. Yes, sir. Oh!
1: Oh, you're
0: good. it will do you good.
1: Oh! Oh! That's horrible. Don't I'm going to... You
0: better go outside, senorito. Hurry, the back way. Well, that's that. She'll be plenty sick, but it won't hurt her any. How about it, Bill? Can you hear me? Oh. Oh. Marquine's doing a tough all right. Now to get him out of here. Come on, you grab it for me. Okay. Uh, well, What'd you hit on that doorway, would it? Yeah, now you think got to. intercepted by the border guards. And the three Americans, menaced by a mob eager to lynch them, are housed in the Wallace Jail, while little Phil, with a bullet scrapped in his temple, is taken to the hospital. Chief Oak, left behind by the others in the excitement of the getaway, makes his escape through back streets toward the border. An obliging American drives him across the bridge, and under cover of darkness, the guards miss the suspicious appearance of his blood and mud-stained clothing from his hospital cot. Little Phil, again boast. This time to a newspaper reporter. I'm too smart for these cops. I beat them twice. I can do it again. But say, Bobby, this hound gets on a guy's nerves. He can anywhere for a smart crook like me to leave. I wasn't born a crook. The police made me once. But I got more respect for those Los Angeles flat feet. And for these heaps, you will bust people put badges on. Listen, I know every one of them, and I'm both eating with them. The next time they try to get me, I am going to be ready for them. I'm going to have half a dozen dead bulls if they come after me again. At first, I bumped off this girl up in Los <laughs> What a couple of bulls, more or less. I'll drop off every bull
1: that's in my way from now on.
0: As the little Phil Algren case takes on the importance of an international incident, no less a dignitary than the governor of Chihuahua travels north in a private train to take over the investigation of the case. Chief Oakes is awaiting him at the hotel in El Paso, when a Mexican drugger asks to see him. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? I
1: am Tomás.
0: I am for a, mm-hmm. a drug. Yeah. See? I have here a prison. of when he should be killed quick and good. The uh, governor of Caldwell, I will see you, senor. i show him in, please. Yes, senor. Now, you'll pardon me, Tomas, but I have a very important interview. Good, oh, senor. But if you ever want my assistance, <laughs> sorry, I shall be glad to. <laughs> All right, Tomas. If I need you, I'll call you. Adios, senor. Adios. Adios, senor. Come in, Governor, come in. Yeah, buenos dias, senor. Good day. May I introduce myself, Governor? I'm Lou Yotes with the Los Angeles Police Department. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, thank you. You were very kind to come see me. Not at all, senor. I have heard much of the fine police work you and your department performed. Well, it's good of you to say so, Governor, but let's get down to business. May you say, senor? Governor, I want you to deport uh, Philip Alwyn. I want him for murder. He is. I understand that, senor. But as he is a Mexican citizen, and your country unhappily does not recognize mine. I do not see you. I've heard that explanation before, Governor. But it isn't so. Alwyn is an American citizen. It has never been proved, senor. Here's the proof. Here's his birth certificate. Born in Arizona. Look yourself.
1: Hmm.
0: It does seem to be so. It is so, Governor. And now, since he's a known and confessed murderer, an American citizen, it follows that he's an undesirable alien in your country. There is something in what you say. And being an undesirable alien, he should be deported. You place him across the international bridge, and my men will be there to arrest him. That seems to be perfectly regular. Then you will do it? Please, si, in your... When? I will deliver him into your hands tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. <laughs> But at 8.30 the following morning, the governor of Chihuahua left Juarez for Chihuahua City with Philip Alwyn, and placed him in the penitentiary there, hoping to win the reward for himself. Great pressure was brought to bear through interested Los Angeles newspapers on President Obregon of Mexico. And finally, on February 7, 1923, almost two years after he had murdered Fitzgerald, Alvin was landed from an oil tanker at Freeport, Texas. Arrested by Chief Lewis Oak, and rapidly returned to Los Angeles to face the bar of justice. He pled guilty to his crime and in consideration for this plea was sentenced to San Quentin for life. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are buying a new car... You don't just take the word of the advertisement, do you? Of course not. In fact, you insist on taking rides in the various cars. You are not satisfied with claims alone. You want absolute proof. Why not decide on your brand of gasoline in this same manner? Let proof and not mere claims decide for you. All advertising for Rio Grande Crack with Tetraethyl is based on proved facts, not high-sounding and confusing claims. Rio Grande Crat has just recently started its second consecutive year as the official fuel of Los Angeles. It has come through nobly in the grueling test of thousands upon thousands of miles in police cars, ambulances, fire engines and other emergency equipment. Before you purchase your next tank full of gasoline, consider this statement of fact.
1: More police
0: cars, fire engines, ambulances, motorcycles and other emergency equipment in Southern California and Arizona are powered with Rio Grande plaques than all other brands combined. And for finer lubrication, try famous Sinclair Opaline motor oil. Sinclair Opaline has several advantages. It is extra refined, giving longer life. It is sold in extra major tamper-proof cans. And Sinclair Opaline costs you no more than ordinary bulk oil. The murder of Lieutenant Fitzgerald is now in custody. That's all. This is Frederick Lindsley saying goodnight for the Rio Grande Oil Company.